Well, I'm here with Toby Seeger from Store. Toby, it's really nice to meet you. I've been following your stuff since you were a child, literally. Um, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> weird, this, the parkour world. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just really admired your movement. And so it's uh, it's fun to, to get a chance to, uh, to sit down and have a chat. I oh, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that must have been a while ago then. I mean, where does child sort of cease? It might be like 15, <laughs> 15 16. But yeah, there were videos out before then. So <laughs> I don't think I wasn't in on the earliest store stuff when it was like Max and uh, and and Ben oh, like yeah. doing weird stuff on their on their channel. But um, because I remember weird. I remember like when you guys were the big controversy in the parkour community because yeah, firecrackers in your videos and all sorts yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah that was brooks to be fair let's let's yeah. be real but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> but you guys put fun. it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did yeah, yeah we hosted it and awesome. well yeah took credit for sure yeah um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's start there uh, there's a you know kind of my big interests are in the training side of parkour how we understand how to you know how you achieve a high level like you achieved the culture side and then like the theory of training and then how all this impacts our, our life and meaning. And in particular, I'm super interested in taking movement into the outdoors and into nature. And so I'm curious yeah, about your experience with that. But let's start with, you started parkour in 2005, right? Yeah, 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 2005, right at the start, I think, yeah. Yeah, that was that was when I began as well. I started in, uh, I saw a video in January of 2005 and started training pretty much in March of, uh, of 2005. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. A long time ago. How old are you now? I'm 40. I'll be 41 next year. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so I was a little Wait. bit older <laughs> coming mm -hmm. into it than you were. So you would have been, what, 11? I was I was 10 or 11. I think I might have been, I think, I, yeah, yeah, 11, I think. Why can't I do that math right now? Yeah. I think I was 11. Um, yeah, a while ago. And I wonder... If I'd start, if I'd seen that jump Britain 10 years later, mm -hmm. if it would have done the same thing for me, it, it yeah. was like to imagine 10 years later, 2021, going outside and climbing on walls and not feeling like a total weirdo. I don't know if I'd have managed it. <laughs> it was like when you're, when you're that age, you sort of don't think you're like, oh, this is fun. So you sort of, my, your blinkers go on mm -hmm. and, uh, and you forget about all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, that was an interesting, interesting period. Cause I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do, I want someone to do it with, but there was hardly anyone. So it's like weird time to start a sport like that, but somehow managed to hang on. <laughs> yeah. Well, even weirder for me, cause I was 23 and I, I was in Washington state, right? Like there's like a hundred people in all of the United States doing parkour at that point. It's, it's, it's a tiny thing. Yeah, right. Um, Fair play, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we don't have Sebastian Foucault coming over to the, uh, you know, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. to film documentaries in our country. So yeah. a little bit, but, uh, I was lucky cause I actually had a guy who, um, who's just one of these kind of like guys who do it, you know, like I've heard the story with Danny is that the parkour community kind of finds him and he just started jumping off things because of Capoeira for some random reason. And like, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. They say they, they always trained. That was, yeah. the, that's the line, isn't it? Yeah. We've always been doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I found one of these ferals basically. So I was yeah. gymnastics and, uh, and I would do these adult classes and we had this, this kid, uh, this guy, I say kid, he was three years older than me, um, who would come in and, and he was always dive rolling over the vault boxes and swinging from bar to bar and getting the, yeah, yeah. the ring swinging and jumping off of them. And 
So the first time I ever subbed in for the adult class, they were like, you have to watch out for Dane. Like you saw us doing dangerous stuff. Um, so I saw that video of David Bell on Avance Toujours and, and I wanted to do it right away, but like, I didn't feel confident. Like I didn't know how you started doing it. And I was Coach, teaching, yeah, training yeah, gymnastics yeah. and martial arts. And I was used to being in a gym and, and I, I told Dane like, Hey, you should check this out. And he walked into the office and got my number and called me and said, Hey, come do this with me. It turned out that he had like all these challenges set around the city already, like the stairs that he would jump and the rails that he would walk and the climbs that he would do. Uh, he found the right guy, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the right guy. Because <laughs> that um, was yeah. it. Early days. The, the only people I used to follow around were the people that were just the most psyched, the most on it, the most like mm -hmm. up for doing it. It was less, it was better or worse at that, that those mm -hmm. early days. Just if yeah. you want to be out, I'm, I'm there. Like, that's it. Yeah. That's cool. You were. 10 or 11 years old which is like you're you're still basically a kid playing mm. at that point right now you picked up yeah. this idea of a sport um did well, you have other sport background? um yeah I, I i was always into sport like pretty much if they offered like a chance to start learning something new at school like i was i was in so i was in all the school teams um i'd just pretty much be waiting for pe physical ed education <laughs> I'd just be waiting every day for that period and um, loved it. Yeah. I think to be honest, the majority of my childhood was entirely like I'd pretty much circulated my entire identity around like physicality, to be honest. Like that was all I could ever really think about in terms of like self value, I guess. It's like, oh, if I'm going to pick anything, it's like top five are all just physical things. Like that, like, you know, just, just moving kept me focused and yeah uh I'm, I'm sure i'm sort of set to this day like parkour i think it's just the thing i happen to happen to end up trying the hardest at if you know what i mean it was it could have been it could have been anything really i think by now i'd be stuck into something i'm yeah. kind of kind of set on that and i think a lot of people don't be doing anything for a long time like it's just they happen to stumble across the sport they got good at and it's really you find the same thing i think in a lot of other other stuff but yeah, I did have a good base for the parkour stuff, and I did a bit of did a bit of gymnastics when I first started because um, it wasn't really like a you know January two thousand and five kicked it off, and I was doing parkour. It took probably two years before I was like, oh yeah, I've fucking that's been a while now. Like maybe I'm doing that sport sort of thing. I was just mucking about and trying mm -hmm. gymnastics. I tried climbing for a little bit. Um, and then very quickly, like the parkour the stuff I was learning, parkour I was taking through to the other sport, other sports. I was faster, more explosive, and then I realised, okay, maybe parkour is the base now. Yeah, we don't want to be stopping this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so how I, I have kids, right? So I've got a ten-year-old daughter, an eight-year-old boy, and a five-year-old daughter. And my son, in particular, is this super physical kid. Like every time he comes in the house, in the like after school, he's like, "Dad." Uh, you know we won our football game today at recess like 40 to 25 or whatever it's like <laughs> it's without fail he has to tell me about what he doesn't tell me about his friendships or what he's achieving in school it's like ah, fuck that. yeah it's just it's just <laughs> the football game that he played that's all he talks yeah. about um yeah 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 and he's been doing parkour with me since he was you know basically an infant um and it's just amazing the level of physical advantage that he has now over kids his age because of that background. I've also yeah. had him doing martial arts since he was four years old. So Wait, like, he must be a total <laughs> weapon. <laughs> he <Yes. must> be. <laughs> He's a unique kid for sure. 
like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, one of my big obsessions is that I think parkour is actually the most important base sport that you can have access to. They're like everything else, because if you look at the way that kids play, that the, the first thing is exploring your environment and yeah, yeah, yeah. climbing, jumping. It's like, you have to be able to locomote yourself through your environment. If you're, if you're doing football or basketball, whatever you're, you're still doing locomotion. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you're, so you started then and then when kind of did you get involved with with store um i am i met josh first i think um he was the closest to me so i mean i'm i was an hour and a half away from callum and sasha who grew up in brighton ways i grew up in guildford and josh was in rygate which is kind of like well, it's closer to my end than over there. And uh we were both kind of like Josh did have people to train with, but we were both sort of and I'd describe it like we were basically on our own, like in our areas. There wasn't anyone else that really that was training. Josh had a few, um, but the pace was different. I think there were different ages, that sort of thing. So we ended up like linking up quite a lot. Uh must have been 2008, 2009, I reckon. Okay. And around that time, we started sort of hearing about and watching a bit more of the Horsham Movement Boys, which was like okay. uh, Drew, Max, Benj, uh, Steve at the time, uh, and a couple others. And Josh was obsessed with Max. He was like, this guy, Max, like he's he's the guy. Like he's like, he just <laughs> stopped banging on about him. He'd call me up like every day and we'd talk, talk about parkour. That's like no joke. We would call like every day, me and Josh, like <laughs> just chat in the evenings. Mm-hmm. about bullshit and 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 all that and then um Callum and Sasha around the same time I started to to meet they used to come up and train with they had a link with Tag Matthews Palmer Teghead yeah. and um that was actually Teg was probably our a central sort of hub for us at the mm-hmm. early days he was very proactive about making jams happen and linking people up and all of that so uh very soon I was just if I wanted to train, I'd have to get on a train. Basically, I'd have to travel somewhere because there was just no one really local doing it. There was a few guys from school and stuff, but they just didn't. They weren't as keen. And I realized that the only people I want to be training with are the people that want to do it as as much as me. Really, yeah. I realized that quite early. And uh, um, yeah, and then the, the guy started Storablog two thousand ten, and like by total fluke like that was around the time that we started seeing them a bit more often and started to get to know them and all that stuff because friendship's weird at that young age it's a bit cliquey like you can meet someone a bunch of times but you just you've never spoken to them or you've never like you've never actually had a conversation like you're just weird kids sort of thing but luckily it gelled around that time and um suddenly they were asking us if we had any videos we wanted to like donate to the channel you know before Mm. like before like 30 episodes because they were going to give away the password at 30 episodes like to the community that was the idea <laughs> like make it like a community channel kind oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah. and um and then when it got to 30 episodes they realized actually yeah we really like this and we've got a bit of a unit going there's a few of us keen on on just basically just messing about like it was like we had all the, we had our summer videos and the main channels for like all these serious parkour videos the amount that we were cutting out of them just like messing around like chucking snowballs at people like like you said yeah fire and fireworks around the street all that sort of stuff like we were like oh we need a place to put these videos so that, yeah well, store blog became a bit of like a, a a bit of a bit of a dump for that sort of stuff and then um yeah i think it was the videos and the channel that kind of like 
maybe subconsciously or I don't know if it would have happened naturally anyway but that started to bring us together a bit more basically and once our big videos started uploading to there but before episode 100 and that sort of stuff that's when we all realized that okay you know people are calling us the store boys and we're we're we are hanging around each other all the time so maybe this is legit and yeah, yeah. so it was a bit, a bit of an organic process but yeah those early days were it was just chaos you know you, well, i wouldn't see the guys for like three weeks or whatever then i'll go around i'll stay at max and benji's i don't know for two or three nights and suddenly you've got like six new videos to like whack on the thing and they're all just 30 second or two a minute like stupid pieces and yeah it was all just very like pure and organic fortunately yeah those early days funny because like i remember like so 2008 was when we started the parkour teaching program in seattle and then mm-hmm. 2009 was when we co-founded found the first like third parkour gym in, uh, in north america and i remember like 2007 everybody was kind of like it had to have a team right like you got into oh, parkour, yeah. you started training parkour you were going to have a team and like yeah. there were new teams announced every day and their names were all some combination of like hardcore urban yeah. Name, <laughs> monkey yeah. extreme yeah. um yeah i still miss crazy jump 100 i think that was the best part of the game <laughs> I used to love that. It took like one or two uploads for me to realize it was a team, like not just the title of the, of the <laughs> You know what I mean? I was like, come on. And they were actually sick. It was crazy jump 100%. I was like, you're living up to it. Fair enough, boys. Yeah. I had, what did I have? I, I think first team, and then I didn't have any more after that. What was it? The free flow fire hearts. Oh, right. fire hearts. There we go. Fire child. We were just, yeah, honestly, yeah. This took over. Were you all cool. gingers? Was that like a requirement? <laughs> Maybe it was biased. Maybe I was the ringleader there. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> and then there was a big gap. And then, but that was a funny thought because you said, I remember thinking that, fuck, everyone's in a team, everyone's in a team. And I wasn't. And I remember feeling like weirdly proud of that on some stupid level just because I was one of the odd ones out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Josh, me and Josh just weren't in a team. And then, yeah, I think the cat Callum and Sash had like team agility. That was it down in Brighton. Oh, and, nice. and yeah, Max Benz Drew had horse and movement, and me and Josh ended up, yeah. Then we sort of centralized this store. Yeah, yeah. The store is like in some ways, store is like the only real team in parkour. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like there's Farang and there's Storm and there's 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 uh um Tempest and these other units. They're like their effective marketing units and stuff, but they don't like yeah. the the personnel comes and goes it's more of a uh at that point it's more of a, a kind of like a business um yeah I mean, obviously yeah, what yeah. you guys do is a business but it also has this organic like you actually bonded yeah yeah kind of informally happen. before you took on the business entity yeah and i think to be honest the lucky part of it all was that we happened that happened to occur like when we were all in a sit at a similar point in life and I think that's what changes a lot of these situations for people is like that the the career side of it doesn't come quick enough for the whole team to be invested. So before you know it, like the oldest guy in the team has to leave. I mean, look at look at Steve. He's not with us any anymore. He, and the early days he was, and he was the oldest and had more responsibilities rolling quicker. And for the rest of us, we could just about manage to hold off getting that job at Tesco, you know, I mean, just long enough. And yeah. because we were in it together, though it's such like, important sort of pivotal part of our lives those like late teens early 20s mm-hmm. it sort of meant we could stick in it together and once you get through that hardest bit then you're sort of set for good but to to uh design that i wouldn't be able to give anyone any tips do you know what i mean it's like we yeah. just 
the stars did did align for us on some level for sure yeah 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 Yeah. i mean i'm at 23 i was like ancient for the parkour community right (laughs) yeah the old guy to start Uh, yeah 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 dane my my training partner was 27 but like once once the community really started and there was like other young talented you know hard training people they were all 19 20 21 17 um yeah yeah you know always having to kind of they used to call me dad Um, (laughs) not healthy a little bit of projection there but that was what it was dude i still live with my dad stop calling me that man (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah, so i wanted to go back because i i I had heard that you kind of came up training with teg i think callum told me that um and i thought that was interesting because teg teg was a big inspiration for me so Mm. two things about the way that i train is i've been training primarily nature since 2007 really oh yeah yeah. 2006 even um and i come from a martial arts background so i was always really interested in the philosophical idea that parkour is about reach and escape Mm. and so i had been exposed through martial arts to the idea that you had to spar to be good at actually fighting and yeah. so I was always like, you have to spar in parkour since 2007, I guess I was thinking pretty heavily about like, you have to chase people. If you want to be good at parkour, you have to be chased. You have to race. You have to do all that stuff. So when rage Frubling came out, I was like, oh fuck, someone else is out there doing this. Right. <laughs> um, so probably most of the audience has no idea who we're talking about or what we're talking about. We'll, I mean, we'll link it. But yeah, Teg was ahead of his time, eh? Like in yeah. the way he thought about a lot of it. Yeah, it was fascinating. The way he made videos, the way he trained his ideology. Yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah, he was a very deep thinker in the way that he approached parkour. Um, yeah. At a very young age. I met Teg a couple of years ago training it. We went out to Hampstead East and got to train, which was really fun. But she yeah. wasn't training parkour anymore, but him and uh, Bobby Addo came in out and met me after a seminar. and. We, uh, we climbed some trees and did some jumps together, which was like, ah, I got to take jumping again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about kind of what you picked up from him and, and what that experience of training was like. I'm curious about that and how that, that impacted your trajectory as an athlete. Yeah, I mean, I, t- I haven't really spoken about it too much because a lot of the time people just don't know him well enough. And it was so long ago and so much has happened yeah. since that thing sort of overtake it. But like, I think my parkour now would look either i wouldn't be doing it anymore that's like the most extreme end of have if i hadn't trained with take yeah. there's a good chance i would have lost the sight because there were those first years like i remember the first like train i got on to guildford like and it was the first time i'd got a train by myself like without my parents and it's only a flipping seven minute journey or something when you get mm-hmm. on that train like but i was like well nervous like oh, i've got to get the right one like when i get off i've got to go through the barriers and all this and i turn up and Tag was like i don't know how, how old must he have been 16 17 maybe he was when i first met him whatever You're but the rest of the guys old. like they were just like who's this kid you know like what, yeah. why is he it was it was like the community was still so small that random like newcomers to the jams were still a little bit like bloody hell, like who's that how have they how did they find out about this or whatever mm-hmm. back then it was all forums so it was a bit more open than it is now it's like yeah 
did that now the jams would be too big so now we have all the private whatsapp groups and all that and you have to control you know the size of some of these meetups but back then it was like whoever wants to come turn up and he just like i guess he just took i think he, i say he took me under his wing but i think he'd, he that around that time he'd just help anyone that wanted to try the sport like and wanted to be a part of their little like unit really and he was like suitably weird like you know so i think but really confident in himself as well yeah. so just sort of fueled that in other people and i always felt like a, i think a lot of people that start these sports generally feel a bit off in school and stuff when you're playing like lot you're really focused on team sports and all this stuff and you you realize actually i'm preferring gymnastics or climbing or parkour and you realize actually i'm a bit more of an individual in my space i, I like to work on my own process in my own time and do all that and i think um yeah he just immediately he was giving me challenges and just like supporting me really and giving me serious like sort of you know a serious push like just socially um and to have that from someone older than you at that age was like yeah. quite a big deal i hadn't really experienced too much like uh general sociability with older people i'm, I'm the oldest of three brothers so like mm -hmm. i'm the only people older than me that I spent real time with were like my parents really like and teachers but yeah. so this was the first like real role model in my life where I was like I just want to I just want to be like that guy <laughs> and we had like super similar like uh, super similar like base genetics stuff like that so and when it came to like challenges I could really see myself getting to the point that he was we had the same body type we thought about challenges in the same way and all of that and um yeah, he was just, I was just training with him as like my like primary kind of partner, I guess, for long enough that it just pretty much entirely designed how I started the sport really. And it was all efficient, fast movement. And I think like, I must have, it must have been such a pivotal time for me because I, that's still all I give a fuck about. It's like the fundamentals. Like mm -hmm. I just want to push the fundamentals and play with them mm -hmm. to the, as far as it can go that's sort of where i've realized i'm just like i'm set on and when it comes to like learning new moves and combos and things i'm i love that and i almost wish that i did like have a lust for that sort of progression a bit more but i just don't it's not in my natural instinct to like see a trick that i have never done before and think oh, i want to do that it's more like oh geez like i've been trying that move for for 15 years and this is how far i've got and someone's just gone further or whatever or you know or you suddenly feel that you're stronger and for me those fundamentals are just so um uh what's the word like not satisfying fulfilling they just they yeah. continue to fulfill me like i'm still just so happy with those fundamental moves you could I could probably whittle it down to like 10 different moves in parkour and i've still train as long as i possibly can it's kind of like I think Tay kind of taught me that really. He 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 never really he was never into into the flips and and like sort of style. I guess is the word. Like he never really yeah. he was he was very um, very cool root parkour and I just loved that at the time. Yeah. And but I tell you the day he brought in Rage Frubling, he was like, right, Toby, we're going to go to this like sandy military training ground. It was just these like sandy banks. He was yeah. like, mate, we're just going to chase each other around for the day. Like, that's all we're going to do. And back then I was just like, yes, master, let's do it. Like, and then before I know it, I'm being like pinned on my head by this guy, like four years older than me. Like I'm just trying to climb up on some mountain, <laughs> sand in my ears and eyes. Like, Are you in the Rage Frubling video? 
I think I was in near the end. We like have a little battle up some wall popping. Oh, nice. Right, and that might have been Leo or whatever. I was definitely I definitely helped him film it and stuff because he just him and Rupert were the were the dons of it. Rupert Hugh White. I don't know if you remember him, like he was a Brighton boy. He yeah. was short, he was short and stocky, really yeah, strong. Yeah. Yeah. And those they, two were just, didn't they call him the bear or something like that? Uh, maybe he looks like one. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a unit and those two just used to just about it was it was it was cool but it was weird i remember that was a really there weren't many people that were keen on that around then i seem to remember there were a lot most people thought that was just weird and stupid like like, i feel like it had a big impact like i know like like the adelaide parkour community got really into it for instance in australia and like my students were super into it um before before all that i went to um so i'm six one and i weigh 223 right now so i'm you know that's about 102 kilos, something like that. Okay. Um, so we, I went to, uh, I went to the first American rendezvous when Parkour Generations came out and brought uh, Steph, uh, Stefan Vigro and uh, Cosmo yeah. out to uh, to the U.S. and I think it was like October of 2017, uh, 2007 or something. And Cosmo had us all play tag, zombie tag, in this giant castle park. Um, and we, we advanced it to tackle tag. So you had to actually like stop the guy and hold him down before you had tagged him. And it was so rewarding for me because it was like, like literally I was just so much bigger than everybody else. I was good at parkour, not the best, but I was pretty good at parkour. But then it was like. And decent yeah. at manipulating bodies. I'd assume after all your other training as well. Yeah. 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 And I've been wrestling and doing martial arts since I was like a kid. So yeah. Boom, 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 boom. So it ended up, I, I would like, I think we played it like three times and I, I finished second every time because, um, because basically nobody could tackle me. But then at the end of the game, Cosmo would just do precision jumps at height above all of us. Okay. So nobody could get to him. <laughs> so he <was> just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just tap higher up. than anybody else was willing to go. Yeah. Right. 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 No, so that was his advantage. But that was, that was very rewarding for me. And so then, um, after like the rage movement came in and I had already been thinking about a lot of this stuff, uh, we went out to Volunteer Park. I don't know if you've seen my video, Tree Runner, or seen some of the, like, uh, Julian oh, uh, video there, Opportunities. Um, oh, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. But I'm not gorgeous sure. Gorgeous park with these kind of low, sprawling cedars. Nice. And, um, so I took my level three kids class, which is like a bunch of 11, 12, 13-year-old boys. And they had to, like, vault over two tree limbs and then then there was like one wall run up into another tree and they had to get up it. And so it came down to the last two kids and they literally like spent six minutes wrestling to see who would get up this tree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're they're like trying to pull each other down and yeah. And And, um, that was, uh, yeah, that was legend. Like, like, yeah. (laughs) Like years later, they're like, "You remember that day we did that thing? It was the best thing. It was so cool." Yeah, I mean, it, it ter- turns it into much more of a journey, you know. What I mean, yeah, you sort yeah. of do. I mean, that is real life as well. That is that would have been applicable, you know, two hundred years mm-hmm. to just general survival. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it was funny because I, I talked to Teg when I was over there, um, and he was saying like, "Yeah, it was too dangerous. Like, we just stopped doing it because it's too dangerous." <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, it depends. The environment is massive as well. I think the moment you're doing that sort of thing with concrete around, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Let alone being on on a wall or something, you know, up, up above the ground, it's a different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, what we've done we- is we we've like really broken it down into pieces so that you can scale it up as a series of games. So you keep the aliveness element, but you can constrain the variables, the ways in which the players are allowed to interact, the spaces yeah, in which they're allowed to interact. So like you could yeah, yeah, yeah. you can make the rules so you can wrestle within a specific zone where the ground is flat. And then once yeah. someone passes the zone, you have to let them go. Yeah, so you're yeah, not yeah. actually pulling somebody off of something high. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's been super fun. That's wicked. You're still doing that now. You're still. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge part of it. We put out a video. If you want to look it up, uh, it's, I think it's just called like, I think we just called it chase tag because we were inspired by, uh, by yeah. that. And I just talked to Christian and Damien DeVoe. Um, but it's just us doing that at one of our ceremonies in the uh, seminars in the woods. And there's yeah, all right. these games where we're like chasing, chasing people through water, running down slopes and swimming after people. And, yeah, we do a ton of the stuff at our at our seminars, live parkour. That's it was me. So I think I like we've gone the farthest with of anybody. Um, but Amos also got into it. Amos from uh, from Apex Movement. He called it parkour randori. Um, oh, yeah. so he's got whole stories about that. But yeah, those roll off the tongue nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mean- yeah. He loves all the all the Japanese terms: parkour, kemi, parkour randori. Of course, that was the rest of the root of all that. Yeah, yeah, got you. Yeah, um, I wonder if that's the logical progression for chase tag. You've got, you've got chase tag, and then you change, you switch up the quad. You change the, you know, how actual dangerous it already is without full contact, yeah. and you and you introduce full contact, and you just get full flipping spear tackles involved. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, there's been versions of it. Like, obviously, like there's all the American gladiator stuff that that had obstacle courses plus plus tackling. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there's, I've seen video of like Russian parkour. I was going to bring this up, man. This is messed up, isn't it? But <laughs> it's fucking horrifying. It's so bad. Pile drive tackling people off of platforms. Off of platforms. It's totally messed up. And it'll be like two on one, flipping mm-hmm. six foot in the air. It's totally yeah. insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's not sustainable. There's got to be better ways to sustain it. But like, I love what's happening with Chase Tag. And I've talked with uh, with that. It, there's a funny story about how like the our games actually helped inspire Chase Tag. Because um, yeah, once right. they were doing the like tag in the meetup groups, when it got too wet to do that, Christian was looking up... Uh, tag competitions online and he found a tag competition we did at parkour visions back in 2013 i think and yeah, right. through that he discovered the chain store by in the comments and so that's how they ended up at the chain store that's pretty wicked isn't it so, <laughs> so yeah so i'm super into this and i i love I, I just think it's amazing what's happening with that and i think it's good i think it's probably good for it to be this one consistent thing the way that they're doing it but I'm interested in like, how do we open that up and have more variations of tag? Like yeah. I've always thought like, have you seen, um, I think, what is it called? Cracked ice or whatever the Red Bull, like downhill um, ice skating obstacle courses. Oh, people oh on the yeah. track where they can knock each other down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what it's called, but they're like ex-ice hockey players, a lot of them, aren't they? Yeah. Doing, yeah, mate. That's no, insane. Like I'm serious like, turns to like massive drop-offs on rock hard mm-hmm. ice. Yeah, man. Yeah, it'd yeah. be like interesting to have like what could you build that would be safe enough to do it, like parkour style. So you're like taking gaps, but obviously you're not gonna have 
you know, hard concrete edges. Cause like if you get pushed right as you're taking off on a hard conquering edge and your body. So, you, so you're talking slightly padded speed course and yeah. flipping five, six guys start at the same time. And you just, exactly. that's yeah. total chaos, mate. That would yeah. be, I'd watch that to shit. I would watch that. <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know. Taking parts on another thing. That's the sort of level where you got to really think about it. Like this could take mm-hmm. me out. This could like, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I suppose you bevel, you bevel all the edges, like you make mm-hmm. them safe. Like you, you, you don't go too high, I guess. Like because yeah, water, 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 right? All the water. all the drops right. should be into water. Yeah, so you yeah. Can hit nice. the eye object and come off and fall into water. Oh um, my god! Because then you're landing on top of each other. You're fucking oh jeez. At least with skating, BMX, like those sort of things, you've got some sort of consistent. You know, like there's some kind of everyone's yeah. at the same rate. Whereas parkour is a little bit more sort of you're catching up. You you're slowing down. You're hitting stops. You're like, yeah. you know, what if someone bounces off a pre and someone was coming in for the same pre? You know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. It's like oh, great telly, great yeah. telly. Good TV. Yeah, we, um, well, we've like, so we always think about like, what are the variables you can control when we're designing the games? So, like, the first, like, one of the first games is just a race, right? Side by side. Yeah. Because just having to try and like recognize somebody moving faster than you or catching up on you, feeling that completely changes the experience. It's horrible. It's totally horrible. Yeah. 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 And then the game that we like have gone back to over and over again is uh, Duck, Duck, Goose. Right. Yeah. So you you set up a line, right? So you have the line that you're going to go through. It's like a loop. Yeah, yeah. And then you get everyone in a line, and you walk down the line. You go duck, 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 goose, whatever you call. It. Like I think they call it like I don't know, like human, human, zombie, or whatever ninja. You know, there's lots of, but it's just a duck, duck, goose, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. When you're working with the kids, and that that's great because now you're having to chase someone through a line and you can even handicap. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you pick the goose and you peg it off and they've got a chasing. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So you have to make it through a line and get back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. so we've played all sorts of variations of that. And then, then the chase tag stuff. And we've done a lot of like um, variations of that, that are like lava tag variations. So once yeah. you can't like sprint full out for any extended period of time, that also like takes the danger down a level down. So if you only get so many steps on flat ground, you can only move so fast. And so then it's much st- more strategic and much more, much more interesting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got a list there, man. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I've been doing it. I didn't stop after 2008. So you did. <laughs> <laughs> I've been building this stuff. I've been teaching people this stuff. Um, oh, it's wicked. That's awesome. So, so, yeah. So you were, so one of the aspects that Teg did that was also kind of where I was, was taking it out into nature. So yeah. it was funny because like, I've always thought of you as like one of the guys who kind of dabbles in the nature side of parkour. Cause I guess you had that, you know, rapid, uh, stay rapid that you did back with, um, yeah, there was that one take yeah. flight. It's a take flight days. Take huge. flight days. Yeah. yeah. Take <laughs> flight. Um, less said about that, the better, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but the videos, That's videos you jump, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah no that that, that was funny because that was that video was like i just knew it would be the easiest way to fill like five minutes i'll <laughs> be i can go do that yeah that's been on the on the backbone but to be fair that's one thing like i mean especially in story like majority of the guys that i and i you know let's just never do a uh 
rural like out in the nature like park and film like it just doesn't look good there's no gaps there's no blah blah mm-hmm. back of my head I've, I've totally accepted that that's fair enough but i do really like it i love it like i, I love a slight decline in a woodland with mm-hmm. some obstacles in the way and plenty of like soft mud because you can re- you feel like a total fucking grizzly bear don't you yeah. <laughs> i'm freaking dominant mm-hmm. that like and yeah. uh everything nothing hurts you quite as bad as the street and you can really give it some and it's all I think of after like a good, like sprint through some woods. Like I haven't done it in a long time now, actually like a proper decent, like jump on some trees session. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. But, um, but when you have hit like something nice or like you're at full whack, I just, it, I don't know. I've always loved that link back to what we would have been hundreds of years ago. Like that some, yeah. some people had to do this shit to like either get run away from something or catch something else. And I just love the idea of the, that there must have been some flipping, you know, full on Neanderthals at Mac 10 through some woods, like doing some nuts shit, like to try and get some pig, you know what I mean? Like, I just love that. I've done that. I've done that actually. Um, <laughs> that's jokes. You look like so I'm a guy. You look like a guy that might have done that. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, I went, uh, I went, I, uh, I was going to, to teach at a seminar in Hawaii and they, the guy who was organizing it said, Hey, we're going to go pig hunting the night before the seminar start, uh, starts. Oh, you you want to go? And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I super want to go. Um, so I flew like a red eye to, um, to Hawaii and hitchhiked a ride across the Island, like sleep, like, like laying in the back of this guy's truck. Um, so I arrived at 3 a.m. on the other side of the island. Um, <laughs> and um, this is on Maui. So we went to the wet side of the island to go pig hunting. Right. So we um we arrived there and like we do this whole like tobacco ceremony. And then like, so I've had zero sleep. I'm just like surviving on nicotine. And we're out right. in the woods. And so we're tracking pigs with dogs. And we hear this pig screaming. And the the hunter is like that's a baby pig we need to get to that pig and get it out of the dog's mouth right and so i took off through the woods in like wet forest and like was just blazing through the woods because i could you know it's dark right it's not no this was by this was like 7 a.m 8 a.m okay okay but you're blitzing through the woods woods. we've hiked a bunch by then but so i'm blitzing (laughs) through the woods and i like literally slide down into this canyon and there's the dog with the pig and it's the, it's got the pig by the back of the neck. And so I reached out and grabbed the dog and pull and pull the pig and the dog apart and put the pig down and pull yeah. the dog back. And the pig's gone or it's what's, oh, it, uh, it, 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 well, it was interesting because the pig actually just like walked like five or maybe eight feet away and just started shaking. Oh God. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then a bit. Yeah. once it was kind of over, it's panic. It just, yeah, off it went. And we went on hunting, tried to find some more pigs. Oh. And these guys are like, who the fuck are you, mate? You're off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everyone, everyone who was from the seminar knew who I was and what I was doing. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, there he is. He's you got to see it in action. So, yeah. um, yeah, I've had, I've had that experience of like, you got to get through the woods and get to this animal um yeah right yeah very cool very cool moment um yeah it's interesting because i'm jealous not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) 
We'll go pig hunting someday together. That'll be we'll fun. Pig hunting, man. Yeah. Yeah. That'll probably be great content for uh for a store. Yeah, it would. I don't know if we get monetized, but that would be uh I'd, yeah, I'd be so keen. Yeah. There's a yeah. Gonna be, go to uh, Hawaii and and just do a crazy pig chasing. Keen. I'll put it to the guys after this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. If you guys want to do it, let me know. Yeah. I'll let you know. Uh, so Okay, so I was listening to one of your podcasts where I was talking about fear, and you were like, oh, yeah, parkour is like urban gymnastics. And I thought that was funny because I've, I've been trying to fight that for, for like 15 years. <laughs> because if oh, you go God. back and like the earliest David Bell video, he says, you know, whether in the man-made or the urban environment, right? Or the, or the, the man-made or the natural environment. And if you look at yeah. like En Avance and Speed Airmen and all those things, you see uh, Fontainebleau and Sarcelles, right? Yeah. It was there in the beginning, and then it's kind of just died once it went viral on the internet. Great talent, yeah. But I feel like it's coming back a little bit now. Like you see it, in, like Matthew Jang stuff is really taking off. A lot of that's urban, but the big tree stuff he's doing, and then obviously Leo Urban now is like huge. Yeah. Um, and so it's like me, Leo, Matt was doing some. Matt McCreary was doing some really good nature stuff. Yeah. So it's possible to film. It, it's weird because people come to train with me and um they're always like this stuff is so much bigger than it looks in videos and part of oh, that's yeah. just because i'm big right i said do you mean in the in the woods or yeah or in yeah. General? yeah 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 that that's a massive thing i think why people haven't filmed it i think is because you don't have the sharp edges of two walls to give you the exact scale mm -hmm. you have these curved edges and these things that make yeah. jumps just look not nearly as big as they are yeah only awesome. we can tell i think because but you see the yeah. impacts and stuff so you see how the body reacts and you're like "Fuck, that was a big drop or you know mm -hmm. that was heavy or, or all that but but yeah dude you're like you're like getting me you're getting me keen again like, I'm like, i didn't know there were people about that were actually keen on this i thought it was good man of, <laughs> i thought saying. it was a, you know I, I get why leo's stuff was doing really well because yeah. i'm being sent from like all of like old school mates and guys that have nothing to do with parkour and that and they see it and it's like oh wow like why hasn't that been done more but it's 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 spooky it's scary as well you get up in the trees yeah the like he's going and you guys go like it's gnarly up there like you know, <laughs> different so because I pretty much moved from like training parkour within a year, I was a teacher, right? Because I was already teaching gymnastics and I'm older than everybody. I'm like, I'm the responsible leader of the community. Right. So I never got into rooftops because I was always yeah. like, I don't want the like lead instructor of parkour visions gets arrested trespassing to be the, yeah. the, the thing going on. So once I started training in nature, I was actually like, I can explore heights for the first yeah, time yeah. because yeah. now it's my own thing. And also like people don't, but don't know, like nobody, like it's not somebody's building, right? If I jump between two trees 90% of the time, like nobody knows. It, well, and, and a clip of it, people, it doesn't trigger the same thing for people. It's funny. Yeah. Like you yeah. see two buildings and you think, oh, they're on someone's roof. They're being mm -hmm. naughty or whatever. In, your, in the trees, you're just a fucking sick Tarzan. Kind of like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like the highest jumps that I've done, with one exception, are all actually between tree branches or between cliffs. That's insane. Or, <laughs> That's uh, so jokes. It's so much fun. But, you know, I w so before we had this interview, I went back and watched um, Chaps on Tour USA from what 2015 2016 yeah that was it yeah. that video has so much sick nature parkour in it 
A few good bits, eh? Joshua Tree, yeah. Some guys threw down in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those yeah. big rocks in the ball, like, and I was like, I've always wanted to go to those spots. I've always wanted to figure out, like, where are those spots where you hit some of those lines? Because it looks so good. Like, I just want to, I want to jump between big cliffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. I think after that, we were pretty rinsed, like, because we were taking, it was like, you didn't have to worry about making something. It was just a question of, like, where on the face are you going to oh, hit yeah. it? It was like, I think Benj, like, Benj took some big, heavy hits and he was properly bottoming out you know and it's like that and we realized fuck it you've got to go really big and really heavy for it to look like close on camera to what we're doing in the mm. in the street sort of thing um but yeah i don't know the psych just wasn't 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 really there it was like a lot of the stuff you could hit first time as well i think that was a big part of like where the you know outdoors you've got bounce offs bounce offs through arm jumps you're sort of finding a bit more of a physical limit sometimes i think in the urban environment whereas mm. um a lot of the time if you if you don't make a lot of the rock stuff or the tree stuff like you're really in a bad situation <laughs> like you're sort of like a lot of the time it's sort of like uh or it's just awkward or it's weird and it's like ah. that's what i love yeah. about it though right because yeah it's so i do too yeah it's i like do too you like I was really, when I started training like exclusively in nature, uh, in 2012, 2013, like I, I never experienced a climb up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's yeah, no, yeah. there's no, there's, you never find a 90 degree uh, yeah, edge yeah. with a flat. I've wall. noticed this with the climbers. I've noticed this with climbers since climbing yeah. more. None of them can do a climb up. It's entirely technique. Yeah. 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 yeah well, interesting. So, so they, but they can, they can climb up things. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So everything in nature is either easier than a climb up or harder than a climb up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You walk up it or you're just groveling your way up some nasty. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that complexity yeah. is so interesting. Like one of the things I discovered also training in nature is that like I became way more ambidextrous because the best jump would be on my off foot and you just had yeah. to do it. Or the yeah, sequence yeah. you'd you'd have so the footwork would be so limited. Right. You just you'd end up having to take it off that leg is the only way to get the rhythm into it. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, And that's yeah. the stuff that doesn't often doesn't translate is like. So, you know, there's a there's a jump that I do across this creek that's about 13 feet and, you know, 13, 14 feet. And it's got about a two foot drop, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it actually looks pretty good on camera. It's cool. It's over a waterfall. Oh, nice yeah, yeah yeah like the like where the water's coming over the yeah mm -hmm. between the two yeah yeah got yeah yeah, you yeah catch it like you know catch a picture right in the middle of it you're right over this waterfall wicked yeah yeah so that's a good jump but uh like what people don't get is that the run-up is sloped up and then sloped yeah. down yeah. and there are roots through the entire run-up so you literally have to place every single foot leading in precisely and you're going up yeah, yeah. and it's not yeah, square yeah. it's not like it's not even like like footwork on rails where like the there's a consistency to the rhythm it's like yeah, every yeah. step is actually a different <laughs> and you have to get it right while also somehow getting enough acceleration to make the jump totally yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's, that's such a massive i think that's what we started learning with the with the with the vlogs and stuff we realized fuck like these people 
watching our videos don't have a clue what's going on um and a lot of the time the only reason this is hard is because i can't go fast enough by the time i'm at this takeoff so you end up like yeah zooming in the camera in and showing people like this bit of moss like matters to us this bit of this small wet patch or this curb is in a really awkward spot and it changes everything nature like at least in parkour yeah you've got say you've got you've usually got a, more than one step and something consistent and then you have to change and you've sort of got two or three chapters to a run up maximum maybe you know you've got yeah. to get up onto something or down or whatever yeah nature when you're doing it per step the the what your mind has to do to actually uh process that is a whole nother game and like yeah, yeah. especially over a fucking waterfall mate it's like, <laughs> you triple yeah. one of those routes it's like you ain't having no fun it's like yeah yeah we're lucky yeah. where I live because we've got big mountains, right? So there's mountains and rivers. So there's huge waterfalls all over the place. So I get to dive Amazing. off waterfalls and do all sorts of fun stuff on waterfalls, slide down waterfalls. Um, the canyoning is something I've been really exploring recently. So super sick out here. Dude, I want to see a POV line through the woods, off the edge, down into the water, slide down a flipping chute out the other <laughs> end. And the final gap is after you've climbed out the water, you're soaking wet, like <laughs> 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 shitting up a tree. Yeah, I'll send you. A, I'll send you a link to one of my videos or a couple of my videos after this. Uh, oh, he's already done it. Of course, he has. Because yeah. there's literally a um, a shoot through a waterfall that we climb, so it's a tunnel, and you have yeah. to uh, stem climb through the tunnel with the water pouring down on your head. Jesus, Jesus, fair. <laughs> uh, people out there doing this i thought this is yeah <laughs> so, yeah you so should go cool. up to the lakes district uh, i have a friend up there who uh who i think has some some waterfall tunnels he could show you and some some big cliff dives and stuff so, so in the lake district yeah mm -hmm. oh, what? yeah jeez i thought up there too. steady on okay yeah interesting <laughs> changing our um, perspective here right <laughs> changing, changing. <laughs> Yeah, this is I didn't expect this. <laughs> I didn't expect it to kind of go this direction either. It's great. Um I love it. so well that that's kind of like I guess that gets into the other interest, which is as that expression of movement in nature, yeah. it seems like you've been really going deep into the rock climbing. So for mm -hmm. me, it's 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 been really cool to watch that. Like I, I remember when you were doing nature stuff back in I don't know what 2010 or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a few. There was two. I remember there were two videos that you put out. There was the take flight one, and there was one other. There were you just mocking it through the woods. And then you, you had the background with tag, and then there was that chaps on tour video. So that was like kind of. And then yeah. there was that really cool tree. I know Callum. Uh, there was that. There was a one tree where you guys were doing those lines that it recently might. died callum posted about it yeah 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 the seven dollars tree r.i.p yeah yeah but tree got, i was i was very heartbroken that i wasn't going to amazing tree i was always very scared in that tree when it got when it actually got knocked knocked down when it got chopped down i was like it was one of those classic moments of sort of like oh, okay no spots will go they will leave like they will disappear and like i wish i spent more time in that tree because every time i went there it was too irregularly i'd get up and i was so scared i was like i'd do the basic pre but like mm -hmm. the moment you get high you've got to be really on point at that period to uh, do the do the hard stuff but it was cool marcio felipe came just a few weeks before it, it came down and uh totally rinsed it so it was nice to actually you know see the potential just before it disappeared there footage but, of that i want to see that yeah i think so um yeah i'll try and yeah i'll try and find the videos it's a you know, random it might have been a joint video or something actually so it might have been hidden 
private but yeah no I, I, I flipping love it and I was saying what's funny is the way you're talking now makes this reasoning sound ridiculous but when I started getting more into the climbing and I started yeah, going out and spending a bit more time just in the nature like I'm mm-hmm. the whole day around just boulders and trees and trails and all that sort of stuff and then yeah uh, the guy do you know the guy Pete Whitaker who I went and yeah did some the stuff with? Uh, wide voice yeah I did did some stuff with him in Norway he took me on some insane like multi-pitch trad stuff and you're just out in the sticks you know for days and days camping down in the bottom of the valleys climbing the walls in the day and and I and that was sort of a huge realization that I like that's what I think where I'm the most content is when I'm out in those sort of spaces uh I think I'm the most most relaxed and the most just sort of like there's no I don't know it calms me a little bit and it's cliche to say obviously but I think it really is a thing um (laughs) having grown up in like towns and cities and things and obviously like yeah I could have found that in parkour but didn't or I, I I played with it and th- those days out I had on the rocks and like when I go into the woods and I, I've done some stuff around here but they've only made their way into like funny little Instagram reels where I've just done a couple of twizzles in a tree or whatever on my own and all that um but yeah that's what massive part of what I'm loving about the climbing is that it's taken me like back into the sticks really um Absolutely yeah. Loving it. yeah yeah and like once the session's done you're not walking home to a bus or down some out of some scabby alley to get the train home it's like you've got a lovely trail with a flipping beautiful sunset and like you're I still know. in it you're still in it and then you, yeah. you know you put up a tent and it doesn't stop and you're just like oh man that is where it's at yeah yeah absolutely when i go out and train like when i so I, you know i co-founded the parkour gym here and then mm. i was like I found those trees um, that I was telling you about and I like just fell in love with training in them. And I was like, awesome. I don't yeah. want to be anywhere else. I just want to be here, you know? <laughs> so then yeah. when I left the gym and I wasn't working there anymore, I was like, I kind of lost my community. Like there's nobody to train with. Nobody was willing to go and deep nature with me. And that was kind of sad. You know, it's hard to be the only guy who is doing this, but yeah, I would right. go out alone and like, just like go down to this beach and run down this uh this driftwood like jumping over these driftwood logs and then swim yeah. in the sound and come out and i would see herons and osprey and eagles and then one day there was like wow. right at sunset there was like six otters that came out <laughs> yeah it's those moments in it man yeah yeah i was like you don't get this in the gym man you don't get this nah, in the yeah gym. you don't get that in the gym yeah especially yeah yeah man. Yeah. And, uh, and even, even in the urban stuff, it's, it's, you're, you're, you, you have those nature encounters, but not to the same degree. Not to the yeah. same degree, man. If I see a fox like cycling home on my own in Brighton, like I, I absolutely, I just love foxes in the city. I don't know what it is, but I will like slow down and stalk those things until they're like comfortable with me. I'm like, I'm so obsessed. Like they make it into most of my little like Instagram like mashups. So I just flipping love them. And I think that's what it is, is that innate draw to something that isn't, isn't, has isn't human steered like isn't mm-hmm. that a human hasn't come in and been like i'm gonna put a road on this or i'm gonna control where that animal is or whatever you know and it's like you're the only animals we fucking see are little done up puppies in a flipping <laughs> prank that get walked around by some things you know, that we've like, mutated uh, over 30 generations to look completely like, like, they just can't breathe they die yeah. early like the, the closest thing we get to what is the seagull stealing chips and that it's like <laughs> bloody hell 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, no, I'm totally with you. Yeah, you, you, you relit my psych. It's got, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, hello, man. yeah. I, uh, the first time I ever saw Red Fox was actually in London. Um, really? Yeah, right. I was walking through and here was this just gorgeous animal, like, just like chilling. And I, I did what you did. I just like, like yeah. fuck my plans. I'm just walking after this yeah. fox. And as long as it lets me. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you, if you saw a nice one, that's that's quite rare. When you see a nice one, you gotta you gotta appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of them <laughs> wasn't all that fucked up. They're nasty little, little yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, tell me about how you got into the rock climbing. Was it just because you had an aptitude for the climbing aspects of parkour or cross training, or what attracted um, you into the boulder? I've never been a conscious like cross trainer or worker like, on that level. Really, I've tried like little bits. I've tried a small small periods of lifting things like that but i really have to enjoy something for it to supplement my my training in a way um i really really have to enjoy it or i just can't get the motivation and climbing like came climbing came super sort of naturally as well luckily like i i, I moved me and drew actually moved up to london at a similar time thinking it's about when was this to 2017 something like that 2017 18. Mm -hmm. I moved out of home, moved up to London to move in with my girlfriend at the time. And and uh and I thought, nice, like my parkour's gonna get better, like the community here's popping, like and soon all the stores will move up to London too, and we'll be yeah. a super like productive unit. And it was the whole like riding the myth of like, you know, you move to the big city and things will really take off, sort of thing, yeah, which is yeah. just a load of a load of shite, really. It's just a load of bollocks. Like, and you know, you can if you if you if you're within a journey just stay out of the city don't just visit on weekends you know <laughs> just some people like it, but bloody hell like i, I don't know london's but, huge. the um it's big yeah and then i did it took me two and a half years living there to realize it's never going to feel like home it's too there's too much going on it's too big the the energy is not quite in sync with mine or what i want mine to be really and it's just this race and um the community wasn't really doing too well i say it wasn't doing too well there were people training like the fat boys were out sometimes but around that time the london community had just totally totally dropped off i think there was the super xl like sessions that sort of stuff but in terms of like yeah i don't know like young up and coming like groups that were that were out all the time like it used to be it just wasn't happening around that period and i needed a fix i needed some physical fix and um i was traveling obviously down to brighton and horsham all the time we were we were still doing we were doing the monday edits even back then so still meeting them a bunch but needed something local to just like give me that fix so i went to uh the arch climbing wall and realized after i don't know four or five sessions that i like now i knew my grade like and suddenly like being in like <laughs> being like slightly older than when i'd last found a sport that i fell in love with like now i'm now i actually needed some numbers to like help me get like against mm. like, i was like i was like oh shit, these grades like now i know what grade i climb i've suddenly got this like numerical sort of mark to go by and like feel out and then and obviously those newbie gains coming from parkour like where we have so many skills transferable skills like the gains happen really quickly in those early like months to the point where like i just had these numbers like backing up such a decent level of like progression for or relatively for myself or what i thought was decent and uh was hooked i was hooked and then very quickly i was meeting similar people that i 
experience like in park or and i realized it's nice there's no there's nothing different here like it's a shame that these guys can't go out and explore spots in in the city and get a bit more variety they're stuck in this gym but in reality they are doing exactly what I do when I go out and train parkour. They are just seeing some, tripping, you know, totally pointless challenge that's really, really hard and uh, digging into it until they feel happy on the other side. And I was like, yeah, so I just got, I just got hooked. And then by the time I'd like met a few of the guys at that gym and, and um, had people better than me to start practicing with and following and then then the second wave of motivation was probably a couple of years in when I realized how it was affecting my parkour as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just became like, I'm tra- when I go to the climbing gym or when I'm going out on the street, I feel like nowadays I'm training the same thing really. Like yeah. just uh, don't come back from a climbing session in quite as much pain as a, as a parkour one. That's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much it for me. Different yeah. areas are painful anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, like when I tell people I do parkour, a lot of times people are like, Oh, do you ever rock climb? And I'm like, Well, I climb all, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people, yeah. I, I feel like there's this huge separation in people's minds between bouldering and parkour. But to me, it's like, Yeah, bouldering is just parkour on a pretty limited set of obstacles. That's it. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, and I, and, and I also think it's interesting because like, I feel like when part, I remember when parkour was kind of like the geeky, little brother of all the extreme sports like yeah. snowboarders yeah. would shit on parkour and every skateboarders would shit on parkour but i feel yeah, like yeah. over the last you know couple yeah the last 15 years or something like you've just seen elements from parkour start to colonize every other sport it's like now yeah. all of a sudden you see like you know snowboarders vaulting over things and yeah, you know, yeah, 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 skateboarders yeah. doing flips and landing on their board and yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and one of the things that i see is that it looks to me like a, the the competitive bouldering has like really taken a note from parkour oh, it's <laughs> so many yeah, dynamics yeah. and tic tacs and wall runs yeah and it's, it's it's mad these days like uh there's a you can see the controversy just happening in in front of it it's just mad the conversations online around it since i've been like i mean i watch way more climbing now than i watch parkour because it's still novel for me and there's so many more people at, at that high level than there is in in parkour just yeah they've been doing it longer and it's such a mature sport now in mm-hmm. a way um uh but yeah the uh seeing the conversation around yeah the parkour inspired boulders and that is fascinating i think i think about some guys chatting about it recently actually and i think it was two years ago or two or three years ago that i think it it peaked Mm. and it got and there were some uh world champs and stuff where all four men's boulders were entirely like running jumps or big fast paddle moves and like Mm -hmm. super super parkour inspired stuff and it and it basically knocked out over there was a certain year of com, com, competition that these really traditional like super strong climbers these guys that can hold you know flipping credit card holds and pull really hard just didn't even make it through to finals like because mm-hmm. suddenly they had to be explosive with their legs have this crazy like hand eye like super dynamic coordination and uh 
So they've roped it back in a bit, but it will stay. It will remain because people want to watch that. People want to yeah. watch someone fly across a wall. They don't want to see, you know, 10 guys back to back, just gristle on some flipping ratty little crimp and like trying. And it's it's fascinating because you look at parkour and like you see clips of parkour and anyone on the street would be able to have like a, maybe I'd have a rough gauge of what was hard and what wasn't. Obviously when it comes to stuff like, technical rail things stuff like that then it gets a bit like hazy but it's quite it's fairly it's easier than climbing but it's my point to see yeah. what the level is uh if somebody is top top end of the sport or, or the bottom with some whereas you watch someone climb 9c the hardest route ever climbed and you watch someone climb a, a, a 7c which is like or an 8a which is my goal for like this year yeah um and if you don't know what you're watching like you really can't see a difference like i think that the, a lot of the time the difference is whether one guy's screaming and one guy isn't and it's like this guy scream <laughs> probably a bit harder like i don't know you can't tell you got no fucking idea what you're watching yeah. so the the parkour bouldering is just so it was an ine- inevitable inevitable move and now all the the climbers are getting so insanely good at it that like it, it, yeah there's a lad in there's a lad that he's he's called like max the future on instagram max mill super mm-hmm. dynamic like competition climber insanely strong traditional climber but um because he grew up through that like parkoury phase um in climbing he's he, he looks like a parkour athlete when he moves like on volumes and stuff. It's totally insane to the point where like, since I've been liking his stuff and few parkour people have followed him, he's trying it outdoors and doing legit moves, like legit running arm jumps to like awkward holds and stuff. But for him, it's a flipping jug. It's easy for him. Like, but the arm jumps like decent, it's like a decent move. And he's like running on rails and all this. I'm like, dude, you've been training that without realizing for years in your gym. Like it's uh, fascinating. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I'd love to see that hybridization. Like I've been really, uh, I've been interested in the idea that like bouldering, the the, the current sort of bouldering competition style is like the best style of competition for parkour too. Like rather than set a course that all the athletes are going to be able to do for speed, right? Set courses where like most of them are going to fail, (laughs) right? And just make it really technical. Right. It's kind of it's kind of skill, isn't it? But skills a lot more like single move or whatever. It's a similar sort of format, but I feel like yeah. the skill format is evolving in that direction. Like when it started, like I, I competed at uh, the Tempest Games in 2013, and I, I did yeah. I, I helped organize some of like we Tom and Renee. There, the first time they ever competed at a competition was a competition that we organized at Parkour Visions. So that was like right. an inspiration for SPL. All right, all right. Um, so I think that I got it from them though, the, the format of speed, uh, style and, uh, like we, we, we had just, we just had speed courses to start and then we added the style later or the, the, the skill later after they did it. Um, but, and then, then, uh, when we went to Tempest, they had this whole, like, you know, there was a vault course and a wall run and a lache and all this stuff was built out on a track and field, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, area. And so there was, it was like really single tech oriented in the beginning, but like, if you look at the challenges that were set at SPL this year, they were way more like, they weren't just, it's like, yeah, yeah you yeah. could do a, yes, it's a stride, but it's like it's a funky series of strides with 
technical yeah, elements. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's not just the biggest, who can do the biggest lache. It's like, you have to do this lache land stride. And like, I think that's, yeah. that's where it's going to get really interesting. It's like, okay, let's take these, you know, these elements and put them together in ways that, yeah, you know, like, because that's, I don't know. I think that's, I think it's really compelling. Yeah. And also to see the different betas that people can use. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's see, that's interesting. That's the bit I've been really thinking about because a lot of the time in those, in those, uh, skill comps, the difference, it, it, they really do narrow down the challenge to the point at which different betas are like hard to find in a way. I don't, I can't think of one right now where maybe on like a, you know, like a run up 180 up a wall or something, someone would use two steps, someone would use yeah. three steps maybe. But apart from that, it'd be interesting if you ended up with like, yeah, just sort of hit markers and zones over a short combo, you know, like, yeah. like, uh, like climbing now I think has two zones. So there's a new, there's a new, so well, they started with the one, now they've got two. So it's two zones before you even finish the, mm-hmm. the climb. So that's your first crux. Once you establish on that hold, that's your zone and you get points for that zone. Can you get the next zone? And then the finish is obviously the worth the most points or whatever, but yeah. parkour, it would be a weird one, especially in a, you'd have to say, say you'd have to stick a rail pre and once you've stuck that rail pre, you go from that rail and you carry on you. This is your mm-hmm. next challenge. You don't have time. You can't get off that rail and feel it out. That would be, I suppose, the, a way of doing it or you stick an arm jump that's your zone now you've got to do this 180 combo and whatever and so you, you sort of accumulate points how far you get through the challenge but mm-hmm. it is interesting i think they they cross over so, so, so they're the same thing <laughs> the same thing yeah and i actually competed at a ninja warrior competition um yeah. last saturday yeah. uh or two saturday saturday before last and so apparently there are three different uh competition formats in the world ninja league so they have a uh a flow uh, or a full course where you get points for every every element of the course that you complete even if you fall off on a given element and then there's this the flow course where you have to do it continuously you can't okay yeah, come yeah. off the course but you do have you get so there's a like you there'll be a challenge it's a specific set of things and then you'll have an end point and then that end point takes you to the next thing um and oh, yeah. then so i think it's a i think it's an interesting format that we could adapt to parkour um, mm. and then they're they're going to do a skill competition i haven't seen the skill competition yet but that'll be ninja as well yeah but, oh interesting so we're going to compete in that in april my son and i so we'll see see how that goes yeah um yeah, so the rock climbing, I have a couple of questions about that, which is, so you, you mentioned the effect that it has on your parkour. Mm. What have you noticed as far as what you get from doing rock climbing and going over to parkour? Um, well, I haven't peeled off an arm jump yet, so I'm yet to find that limit. That's a fun one. <laughs> I really wanted to push that this year until I butchered my ankle in like April. Um that was my thing because i've started seeing like some of these aussie guys like peel off these arm jumps you know like you got kadori's like davis came off the one in brighton first time he tried it like all this stuff that peeling off these arm jumps and like davis got his on the second go he changed his technique and he held on and got it um but there's some out in australia like that i've that justin louis tried that kadori have tried where i'm just like 
messaging them afterwards i'm like guys like three months of climbing or handboard training three months like that's all you need like you start you start hanging on to those things like there's a difference you know when people grab those arm jumps and they just there's no resistance and they peel straight off but some of these they are really getting a moment of grip and Mm -hmm. one arm comes off first or something it's like that is the difference between a climber and non-climber like that is the difference and it's so that's i think where i noticed it the most was like if i grab an edge regardless of how slippy the wall is like i'm not coming off i've started to just but that's just sort of set now which is nice um and then obviously as the as there's the ascent stuff being able to being able to pull with with worse feet that's sort of the big thing so mm. um, i remember in the past like a big a hard ascent would be really dependent on where you could put your feet and you'd be using your legs to go up whereas now i can sort of skip certain techniques and change the way i go up based on that pulling explosive pulling power um so that's how it's like um, security too right it's like not just that yeah, you get more power exactly. but then you can trust your fingers to, to catch yeah. little things and stay yeah there's, yeah there's that yeah totally um and then general core stability it's really helped my back i think i i hurt, I hurt my back i slipped a slipped my l5 in 2018 i think it was mm-hmm. it was like eight months not training and i started i went i started going to the gym after that to try and help just general core stability and stuff and since i started climbing or since I, i've only really been taking climbing seriously the last three or four years about three mm-hmm. years um i started like six years ago or something when i was in london so the last three years is where i've really been feeling the strength and like pushing it and um yeah my back just hurts so much less than it used to it's really interesting um and i think it's just because i'm using it in compromised positions more um mm-hmm. and i think in parkour if you use your back in a compromised position you just hurt your back like you can't, <laughs> it's hard to be it's hard to be in those positions under control with impact yeah. and stuff do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. no yeah whereas climbing you just find yourself all flipping twisted up like pulling as hard as you absolutely can i think you I've responded to that yeah I think another part of that, I'm curious what you think about this. I think with a more strict, like, uh, kind of pure parkour style in urban terrain, it's actually very easy to be sagittal all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. You're doing wall yeah. runs, dash vaults, Kong, uh, Kongs, Kong precisions, et cetera. You could just be like in this plane all the time. Yeah. And when you're rock climbing, you've got to have your legs going all over, flipping upside down. You know, yeah, it's actually yeah. in some sense more acrobatic. It is. It is weird. Yeah, it's weird. There'll be, there'll be certain positions, like even even some of the setters at my local gym now are just messing with the start holds. Like, so you just can't fucking get on the climb. You can't yeah. even establish yourself. And you realise that actually to do that, I just need to essentially crush my four lowest ribs get really uncomfortably twisted around and then on top of that just pull and push as hard as i possibly can yeah and not i can't even reach the next thing and my flipping i'm done something's about to go bang in my head i'm just gonna plug my laptop in one second yeah no worries. yeah i think it's basically like yeah it's it's opened up those the it got me using muscles i thought were well used in parkour but clearly not i'd come back from climbing sessions just hurting in weird places <laughs> yeah yeah that's one of the reasons why i like training in nature too like moving in trees it has that multi-dimensionality you just can't be straight all the time you're you're always yeah. getting in funky positions yeah, um, yeah. so, so 3D. Yeah. yeah exactly um so then i guess the last question i had and i think you kind of already answered this but i i'm, I'm curious to think about this like 
my favorite line from the latest capstone video was that wall run that you did into the dive front flip off the thing but i just loved how you were able to sustain your speed from that wall run through that series of dinos and the confidence you had at height doing that Mm. and yeah i don't know just it was really aesthetic for me yeah i mean that's a big example of what you mentioned about the security i suppose of, of like of a hold and knowing that when your hand touches that you don't need to worry about it now once it's once it's hit the spot i wanted it to hit i know i can pull keep pulling through that and it won't ping off or whatever but yeah that was kind of that was slightly i it's funny because i couldn't perform on that capstone shoot nearly what i wanted because of the ankle um mm-hmm. i still can't really take any downwards impact on any level really I, mm-hmm. it's um still playing with me um but someone mentioned that ascent up that bridge and i looked at it i was like oh yeah that would be cool but i kind of gone out on the trip like expecting to film the whole time i told sam and justin that i was like I don't, i'm not going to be really performing here i don't think and maybe i'll find an ascent but my head game's not that good because i haven't been training properly f- you know for long enough that i'll be scared of stuff that's high so i'd love to do an ascent i'd love to get a sick ascent in but i knew once i get a story two stories up my skills would be entirely compromised by my head so i just sort of let go of it i was like ah don't it's just let it go like i'm here like the guys will be thrown down i'll enjoy it and someone mentioned that bridge ascent i was like oh that's that 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 is actually that's nice because after the point at which it gets would would have gotten scary for me i was over the water by that point so I knew like, okay, actually, as long as I check the depth here, I could to go go all out. And this is kind of something I've been thinking about for a long time. Is like and and to be fair, like after we did uh, the big wall open and after after the Hamburg trips to the water to do the water challenges and stuff like that, yeah. I started thinking like, fuck these imagine like a street event like with a sense and descents over water. So mm-hmm. the, the consequence is just say maximum of I don't know twenty meter drop. So the same as these gnarly like, I mean some of the climbing comps on bridges and things nowadays over water they're like they're falling really high and they've got that they've got that stuff like approved by someone you know like someone's <laughs> let that happening. So I'm like okay sweet here we go like we got Joe Scandrit versus flipping whoever else like on some gnarly descent you know over a river somewhere everyone can watch from the bridges. I was like that's gnarly. Like, so I started looking at this bridge ascent and in Prague like a bit more and and felt out that on one of the days, like just went and felt out the first section because I thought that's going to be the hardest. And it ended up just super easy, this first bit, like to go fast. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm sort of now I'm into it because the spicy bit's over there. And as long as there's only one crux, I can like deal with it mentally. I was like, then it should be all right, rather than sustained kind of thing. So I went and felt out the like jump to the edge, the final sort of like two foot like no hands jump to that overhang um and i got up there for the prep and i was like i should do it once before i go for the clip should do it once <laughs> like i got that classic like there's some wall i just couldn't get through i was like oh god like i'm just gonna have to ride that weird sort of like on the night i'll do it motivation i was like i'm pretty sure it's easy i just know what as long as i get it up to there um because i couldn't feel the motion out without falling in the water it was almost like you had to do it or you or you don't do it. It was like there was no sort of halfway house kind of thing. I just thought, let's just go for it. And uh and someone was just like, Oh, you should you should just like when you're done, like just fucking send it off the other side of the bridge. And they, and it was the second one that I was just like, oh, I got um 
Uh, that would be funny, but like, oh, no, like the Ascents Park or the Ascents Capstone, like you don't yeah. want to, you don't want a cliff diving capstone or whatever. And slowly, just like everyone started convincing me, started, right? Well, this is going to be the weirdest line I've ever done. Let's, yeah. do, let's go. Like, it was very unexpected. Like, you're walking away, and then all of a sudden, you do that. You almost uh, killed uh, those yeah. ducks. Hello, hello. The ducks, what the hell, man? I <laughs> could have landed on one of them. I was like, geez, yeah. But no, I was super happy with that. And it really like fucking opened my eyes to what you can do if you're confident, you know, yeah. it's mad what you can do if you if you're not scared of falling and dying. <laughs> it's like <laughs> over the water, really. Like I think people will start pushing that at some point. It's such an obvious sort of yeah. space to move into because oh, there's some crazy spots i think central europe like those canal heavy cities where there's just like balconies and crazy old buildings so high you mm-hmm. could go full, full flipping lara croft on that stuff i reckon yeah, <laughs> Good luck. yeah. i'm right. really curious to see that integration right now that you're climbing these very high grades right can you find places where you can really connect things with the parkour skills yeah i mean for me the dream is to find some problem or ascent that really takes like climbing strength and technique at some part of it because at the moment all the ascents i've done like if you have the pulling strength which a lot of parkour guys have um it's actually not you're not limited to being able to hold on to like a tiny crimp or like do some weird positioning rock over move or something so yeah that's kind of the dream is to find the true hybrid line that really you really do have to have done both to kind of like get get up kind of thing that's the that's the goal and i think they exist but they're just hard to establish hard to like hard to work on really because it's dangerous bouldering areas are like an underexplored resource for parkour like have you ever been to fontainebleau and, I haven't, uh, but I've watched hours, hundreds of hours of climbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, blue, but like, obviously, the, obviously the old David yeah. stuff, and yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Right. I I taught a seminar there, right? Yeah, yeah, and I got to play around there, and there was really good stuff. But it's it's enormous. Yeah, like, it's so hard um, to to kind of like get a grasp of where stuff is, and like yeah, yeah. scout yeah. that area out. I've but, heard that. Yeah. So I've gone up to uh, to Leavenworth, which is a like one of the best climbing spots here on the West Coast. Like there's Squamish, which is like out of this world, yeah. and there's Bend, and Leavenworth is kind of like not as good, but it's closer. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. But I go up there and um, and I do a little bit of rock climbing, and I mostly just like run up rocks and jump between rocks, and it's it's super sick. Um, yeah. And now I have one of my students who's uh, who's a, she's a she's a really good rock climber and trail runner, and she's in. Um, She's in Squamish, and so at some point I'm going to get to go up to Squamish and and go explore because <laughs> it has been explored a little bit by the by the BC parkour guys. It's a really sick spot. Um, really, uh, I tore my Achilles there in 2010, though, and I haven't been back. So. <laughs> Oof, probably. Got a, what's you that? Proper, you did a proper pinger on it, or you just a partial? You did. Oh, you did the proper one. Nice. Yeah, I was. I was. They had, they had this like slightly slanted 16 foot wall run out a series of strides. And I had to, um, I had to put my, because of the way the strides set up, I had to use my non-dominant leg on the wall, the leg that I don't normally put on the wall first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. And I had been overtraining. My ankles were like 
doing all sorts of weird popping and uncomfortable stuff. And I was getting like cramps in my calf every couple of days, Ah, yeah. but I was killing it. I was like, it was the, it was like the first day in which I felt like I was like the best guy on the West coast at that point. Like I was like, I was doing jumps that nobody else in the community wanted to try. Um, and then bang, it went. And then, uh, and then my, my, uh, my main protege surpassed me in the year that followed and I never caught up again. Jeez, yeah that's a scary one that. but yeah, I, yeah. I came back from it fully like nine nice. months after uh after i tore my kids ten and i competed on american ninja warrior and uh, i jumped oh, farther yeah. after the kid tear and everything than, than before it so it's always the way yeah yeah that's it possible yeah 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 but that was squamish yeah right got you yeah yeah so right I mean, i'm sure like if you come out there to squamish right like with the wide boys or whatever and just like go scout for like the combination of that i mean i'm sure there's stuff up in the peaks as well that is well it's funny it's funny like they there's a jump pete always wanted to do and we ended up doing it for his youtube video and it's like this jump and i think it's even in the guidebooks the climbing guidebooks this little gap at the top of the one of the crags Mm -hmm. it's like yeah i've always wanted to do that you know i always wanted to do that and i was sort of expecting like to at least have to think about it i turn up to this tiny little gap like this tiny little thing you know it's like micro and off the back of that he uh started telling me about this this thing called like check tower jumping so in the Czech Republic they've got these yes, sandstone towers in the woods mate that shit's fucking mental that's mental man like that so they <laughs> they're a bunch of nutters there anyway they don't use metal protection so they use to to preserve the rock and all of that yeah. there's no bolts there's no metal protection they use these things it's called like a monkey knot okay. um or monkey ball or something like that you basically make a ball out of a out of rope and they put those those balls of webbing or or rope into the cracks and that's what's protecting them so it's sketchy fucking gnarly scary you know, clipping into that so the chance it holds anyway is almost zero and you're flipping well high up you know and pete's got a funny video a funny photo of this guy like he's in a wheelchair they're at the crag he's in a wheelchair in check right? and he's he, one leg's in a cast one elbow's in a like massive cast and the caption's just like this you know this the local telling us how fine you know how easy this this next climb's going to be or something like that and he's just sitting <laughs> there in a wheelchair flipping all casted up That's no it, worries. it was insane and they sent they sent me this, these videos of um old it's old it's like it must have been shot in the 80s or 90s or i think the 80s and um these guys are like they're roping in and they're doing these gaps and they're graded up to seven so seven is the hardest gaps they've done right Mm -hmm. and they're climbers right so there's no jump there's no technique there's no landings and like there's there's one (laughs) where this guy's like yeah i've done it three times like but every each time i've just blow my ankle every time i've just blow my ankle like it's like but i'll do it for your show i'll do it for tv and obviously so he just jumps and he's like and there's this, just cuts this this clip an hour later, and he's just got a blue ankle, and he's just like, yeah, every time this happens on that jump, that particular one, I I always blow my ankle out on that one, and I'm just like, fucking hell, like every we've been thinking about going there for a story video, and sort of just like going to the sevens, going to all those grades seven, you know, the hardest grades, like. I'm kind of assuming some of them might be like, they might sting a bit or something, but I'm assuming, you know, us lot, we, you know, you and me and all of that, we'd find them fine. Um, Cause yeah. it's what we do, but it's, uh, it's, it was fascinating to hear that they actually have, you know, listed gaps, they're graded, they have names, like they have all this stuff and it would be, it'd be cool to go and see them. But 
it's uh i think yeah. i want to see that video did you ever see yeah. the video king lines chris sharma is like big. yeah yeah and he goes to the like i think they're tattoopies in like peru or somewhere in south america where these he's like on top of these plateaus with these crazy looking towers that have like relatively flat tops oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah i was yeah. always wondering like if there were parkour lines there right? be. it'd be crazy be. though because you you're like i mean you're so far away from any help if something goes wrong oh yeah 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 yeah. i mean pete started in like i did a jump that same day that we did that little one um that he's always wanted to do i spot so the gap was like down a bit across this gap uh between two just vert rock faces essentially like a quite a just a massive chimney basically that you was mm-hmm. too big to stem but small enough to jump at the top and uh down from the landing you could go further out to where the gap kind of flared out and got bigger and you could jump from the landing down to a ledge that stuck out of the face that you were originally jumping from so you're sort of jumping downwards the same again but just to a little flipping window ledge type thing like and there's mm-hmm. nothing there was and it's funny because i was looking at that and i was like oh if the guys were here like if I, if we had a bit more of a day of jumps like maybe i'd go for that but the fall was outrageous you know it's, it was like 20, 20 meters to just rocks and horrible like you fucking yeah, you yeah. Know, good, you're not having a good time like um so i was like ah maybe i would but yeah not really and pete was like oh we can i can rope you up if you want and i hadn't even considered it i was like you know in that parkour headspace yeah. it's like that's not an option like i've been on yeah. ropes all day long but it didn't come into my head that i could use one for this like so he sets up he sets up this like anchor right above the landing so it's not even a big it's not even like a dodgy rope swing if you sort of fall or anything or none of that and uh put the harness on put the rope on and suddenly i was just totally fine to do this little jump i was like yeah. worst case like i fall onto a dynamic rope and they were chilling like did the jump so easy like the so so easy but there's nothing like you just sort of shoulder bars the wall like that you above the ledge and it just made me realize like fuck this is the that's potentially the future of all parkours there'll be okay so i'm curious about that so i have uh, a couple of my students but one of my core students is an arborist or was an arborist for a long time yeah and so he's used to putting ropes up in trees. And so I've looked at a couple of gaps in Seattle between tree branches that are, you know, like serious. A yes. lot of the ones that I've done, uh, there's like a there's a safe exit, right? So it's like, okay, if I bounced off, this would be bad. But like I can I can go forward and grab tree branches and I'll be fine. Right. Yeah. So I haven't really advanced to like doing like a nine foot standing pre between like branches 40 feet off the ground right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um but there's a few of them that i've seen out there and i've been like man if i could just rope up yeah i just rep this out until i get yeah. comfortable with it and then then Great, take the yeah. rope off um and tree stuff tree stuff like yes because you can a lot of the time set your anchor high above you yeah. you are safe like even if you fall onto the rope yeah it's like yeah and the main the main thing that's really like prevented me from taking gear out on training days and rooftop days is like a lot of the time with a roof gap like there is no safe like even yeah. if you rope up yeah yeah you're going to fall the distance but a lot of the time if you it, it, when the moment you involve a run-up with a rope and a belay yeah. system it's like you need some clever quick moving system that doesn't get in the way of the athlete to keep that safe. Yeah. You need a whole stunt crew 
to do it. Yeah, right. yeah, totally. Yeah. And 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 then even if you do sort that out on a like primitive level and you stand on the edge, for example, and you anchor yourself to a rail and you you take in as they're running up and then you give slack as they jump or whatever, even then from any angle, the their their fall down a gap uh, attached to a rope is just going to be so awful. Like <laughs> they're going to either swing back to where they came from and slam into the wall or they're going to come across the face of the building. You know, it's like so many, yeah, yeah. it's not many options around it, but yeah, I think for standing jumps and and random and maybe a sense and things like mm-hmm. that, maybe there's descents as well. Yeah, maybe there's a maybe there's a future for it. It definitely people definitely get shouted at, but it's uh, I reckon it's it's there's serious, there's serious potential. Yeah, and well, it would. Funny. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it would also I think make it potentially it would have an adverse effect as well, and you get people preparing for stuff with ropes. Mm-hmm. you know on a serious consequential level like you would i think you know you, that's why free soloing and climbing i think has gone way beyond anything that we've done in parkour like i think oh, because they can really prep it they, they they proved themselves they can do it and then they take the then they take the danger on it's like fuck like that's scary for parkour you know because the amount of roof gaps that are only good because they're so high and you did it first time now <laughs> they'll be now then you start pushing the physical limit with a rope and then suddenly you're hitting something at your physical limit with no rope up there like boy like that's serious you know so that you never would have tried without the safe preps it's like yeah it's, it's hard funny. to imagine people finding like there was a jump in seattle that i was looking at that uh danny marmaleo actually did it's i couldn't believe it it's just insane it's a 16 foot running cat leap from a relatively short platform over the death drop at uh freeway park so i don't know you've probably seen pictures of freeway park in seattle yeah. right um, Mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so like it's like a 60 foot drop from Oof if you bounce this and the thing is that the the wall that you're jumping to it's not a it's not completely flat it has little breaks in the wall so there's like ledges that your feet could get caught on yeah 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 ping your hands off yeah, yeah. so i was thinking about that and i was like you could set up a net underneath this <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah. right but there's no way to rope a- above it right you can't yeah. anchor above it without like bringing a crane exactly right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, you know, it's like you have to have a movie production budget to start doing some of that stuff. But like some of these, yeah, some of the the, the climbing stuff and, the you know, like more static jumps, you can get lots of reps in. And like if yeah. you just want to, you know, like one of these jumps that I was looking at, the problem was that I, like when you're jumping on tree branches, they move. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so you're like. I know that I can jump that distance, but I don't know how much this is going to move when I take off. So I don't know yeah. how, I don't know how to calibrate my power properly. Yeah. yeah. You and just want one landing. go. Safe. You just want one go, don't you? In safety. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know how to be like, I don't know um, how stiff my legs need to be on the landing either. Cause the landing is going to jiggle when I land. Yeah, if it's stiff, you use your knees. If it's not, you use the flex of the branch, and either you can't mm-hmm. do both really. Both are awkward, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you you literally like I think to safely do it, you have you would have to set up a rope to do it many times because that because it's the only way to get the information that allows you to know that it's safe. Yeah, exactly. That or you just have to like do a ton of other similar jumps, right? 
so you get a really, really good feel and ability to map out what it is. And then you got to go stand on each branch and bounce yeah. up and down until you, you've. Have a, and even then it's still a bit of a guess. You don't know how they're, yeah. how they're yeah, 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 totally. I, I, I reckon give it, I'd give it 10 years and we'll be like, fuck, do you remember when we were talking about ropes and how we use it? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Because you look I, at the I remember <laughs> joking about all the things that people are doing across the manpower gap right now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Danger exactly. the manpower gap, front of the manpower power gap. Yeah. I don't remember ever thinking corkscrew the manpower gap. I <laughs> yeah, I think double is happening this year as well, I reckon. I reckon. People have double-sided, right? Has that happened? That's happened, I think, hasn't it? Someone double-sided it? Oh, I think someone's Is that a thing? I think that's happened. I'm scared double. that someone's going to do a one and three quarters and just double. Oh, mate, honestly, yeah. When I saw that cork... It wasn't the cork on on its own. Amazing. Can't believe you did that. But you saw his foot on the corner of the wall. Did you see the takeoff? Did you yeah. see that? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Bro. That's like, boy, now we're getting into flips where you're not spotting that takeoff. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ. You know? <laughs> yeah. Intense. I know. We'll see. It's, 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 it's scary because like I'm raising my son and he's into this stuff and I'm raising he's into it, mate. Good at right, it, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going to be, you know, like when he's 15 years old and he's just, if he decides like, I'm going to be world-class at this, like what the hell is that going to mean? In some know, mate. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Funny yeah. The dream of your child doing exactly what you do. And then you remember some of the shit you've done. You're like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind him doing the stuff I did. It's the stuff that other people are doing yeah, now. Yeah, fair. And that is inevitable, mate. The standard is just like this, isn't it, right now? It's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely a stage at which I like I'm expecting him to like surpass the 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 things that I was doing. And like and like it's probably gonna be when he's in his mid-teens. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's gonna be scary to be like, okay. Exciting and scary, man. Like, yeah. I, I got to do this death-defying gap, Dad, because you know you did it. It's not that hard. I can. I'm better than you at everything. So why like, why are you scared of me doing this? Literally, that'll be the day you'll be like, right. all right, the rocks are coming out. I'm learning to fucking belay. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he so he can already jump higher proportionally than I can. Oh yeah, okay. He's eight years yeah. old and he can jump over Great something like up to his clavicles, basically. Yeah. But just hurdle yeah. over it. He's doing 15 pull-ups. He's really close to getting his level three climb up. That's like, he's eight. He's eight, yeah. This is a new world, isn't it? Yeah. I know, it is. It's yeah. a new world. Yeah, yeah. But okay. Yeah, I remember well, getting 15 pull-ups. That was all on take. <laughs> That's what Tate got me into, actually, was that extra conditioning, extracurricular training, yeah. And then the moment he disappeared, I stopped doing it, yeah. <laughs> that's the old school parkour, man. Go, go chain with the Yamakaze and just get absolutely destroyed with conditioning, and then you get to jump. I know. Right, today, just now, we come back from... Uh, uh, I was late on the call, obviously, trying to jumpstart Drew's car, but we finished a, a three-and-a-half-hour last-man backflipping challenge. Um, and I, I, yeah, I got to, I think I got to 300, Josh got to 302 and Drew got to 305, something like that or whatever. But even now I'm like sitting here, like, and it reminds me of like, well, I think Tegu used to, in the South of it, it's South England, we called them, 
hell nights that was it yeah that's what yeah they called them and it was like a rainy day thing so it was like oh if it starts raining like just wait till it gets dark find the biggest set of stairs you can and just see who drops first sprinting up and down the stairs and that and uh yeah today just reminded me of that i was like yeah. i was like i remember when chris rowe at blaine uh he was talking a lot about those i remember tag talking about those but blaine was big on on those like he was yeah yeah he, he was big i mean Okay, I'm surprised it took so long for Blaine to come up with these all these chats. He was a uh, yeah, he was really pushing that fundamental, like just, yeah, just, yeah. I remember, yeah, I stayed with him in uh, at his house at one point when I visited England. Um, it was funny because that was before he had accepted that uh, that strength training with weights was a valuable thing for parkour athletes. <laughs> really, yeah, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. It was like at that point, it was like me and Dan Iaboni and Rennie Scavington yeah. uh, were the ones who were kind of advocating. And Stephen Lowe, we were all sort of like, guys, like, there's, no, there's nothing that special about parkour athletically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just train like an athlete. Like, this is great. Like, murder yourself on the stairs, but you're not going to jump farther no. from murdering yourself on the stairs. No, like, no, 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 no. You know, It'll help you in some other weird way, but it's not going to, yeah. Go go train like a sprinter. Go train like a Actually, yeah. lifter and you'll jump farther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Well, um, this was awesome. Really enjoyed the chat, Toby. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping to come yeah. to Europe uh, later this uh, summer and we can uh, have a meet up and I'll take you to some trees in your area. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You ever good. get out? Get, I think uh, a store video here in Washington State would be uh, would be really, really fun. I could take you to there's, some very cool spots. Oh, dude, there's overdue U.S. training to be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think each time we've been, it's been like, yeah, we've had a we've had our headset on these concept videos, especially the last like five years or whatever. Missed out on some of the gold, I think. Especially, I've got I've got natural water slides. I've got. Yeah, the steady time. on that. That's the sway there. It's all that sort of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Climbs through waterfalls. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for uh, joining.